Attention MBI stockholders, it is I, your great and all-powerful CEO, warning you that this episode contains adult language, mature situations, battle-lusty, busty, naive girls with enigmic wings of power, generic main characters, world-controlling megacorporations with designs of humanity-altering proportions, big, bountiful, bouncing, beautiful breasts, and charismatic but megalomaniac cape-wearing CEOs with delusions of grandeur and awesomeness. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 172, Ascending to Heaven with the Power of Boobs! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts inventing reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your Ozan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, and what's up? Yes, we're back, we're awesome, we're amazing, we're great, and more importantly than that, I am psyched. Why? Because this week I'm going to Otakon, can you believe it? Yep. Otakon, baby! The big time! Should be a lot of fun. I've been waiting to go to Otakon for years. and finally I'm going to go, I got a hotel room. True. None of my co-hosts are going to be there, but still, it's going to be amazing, fun, great, and just... I'm psyched. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to have a great time, even though no one's going to be there with me. But hey, maybe I'll meet some people from AWO. Or maybe um see Dave and Joel again. Or maybe Aaron and Noah. Or all my other friends... That I met on the podcast, or I've met through the podcast, we'll find out. Holy shit, before I forget, let me remind you. You can check us out at You can email us at sparkin at gmail.com or me at zanspirekin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and all those other lovely social media sites. And you can check out all the information on our show notes. We also have an Amazon store, amazon.com forward slash shops forward slash sparkin, where you can buy any of the mangas we've reviewed at this point and just give us a little bit of extra money. So we could buy new equipment, new mics, etc., etc. And if you want to be really nice, leave us a comment on our website or on iTunes. Just leave us a, a note. How we do, if you like us, if you don't like us, whatever. I'd really appreciate it. It'd be really cool, really awesome. But I digress slightly, don't I? Just a little bit. Because, well, it's been a crazy time. And, well, like I said, I've been packed. I'm getting ready. I'm psyched. I'm ready to go. And I'm pumped and just... You know, I'm just, you can tell, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it's Otakon, it's the big show, it's the one which everyone's talking about, but, 
I gotta come down. I'm kind of fucking jittery. I'm a little bit wired. It also doesn't help that I had a bunch of pixie sticks beforehand. I was at a birthday party for my nephew's friend. Long story. Not gonna get into it. But, anyway. So, let's get on to what we're here for. We're talking about manga. So, if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated to us that we're reviewing a manga, surprisingly, that has no real adaption in the United States for the manga. I know, weird. I mean, the video game came out, the TV series that it was adapted into came out, but the manga was not released over here, which is bizarre. It's understandable when you see what the actual manga is about. I mean, the sublayer of what it's about. But it was written by Sakurako Gokuraku-kun. And uh, he drew it. It was published by Square Enix in Young Ganger Magazine. And like I said, wasn't released over here. Originally came out 2004, and it's still coming out, so that means there's 14 volumes currently out, and it's a sudden action harem romantic comedy. And this series is completely fucking insane with the one thing which it's important about, which is what makes this so weird and so crazy, and, well, what manga am I talking about? I am talking about, well, literally it means wagtail, the bird, not wagging a tail, but we know it as Sekirei. Yes, Sekirei. This series is completely crazy. And to be honest with you, it's a generic harem series, but there's one difference. One thing which makes this completely different than all the others, supposedly. It's boobs! Yes, there is fan service galore on this manga, and I hate to say this. And I've read lots of manga. I've read Aieko. I've read Cutie Honey. I've read Ranma One Half. I've read Genshiken. I've read all these series where you see the girls' tits. And I... Never thought I'd say this, but this manga has girls with perfectly proportioned breasts. I don't know what the deal is. They're not too big, not too small, and it makes me feel like a fucking pervert, but it, it's, it's about boobs. You know, they're bouncing and jiggly and warm, and it's like, they're drawn really well, but it's a little too much. I mean, now, someone's like, wait a minute, you talked about Iken before, and Iken's all about boobs? No. Iken's about gigantic, disgusting, Full molds of flesh on women's bodies. These are perfectly proportioned and they're nice and supple and cool. And not to sound like a fucking pervert, but... Well, what am I saying? I am sounding like a fucking pervert. But they're there. They're thrown in your face. I mean, Sakurako just throws them there constantly. Boob shot, boob shot, boob shot. The main female character, every time she gets in a fight, her clothes are popping, you see boobs! Or her ass, which is the first thing you really see when you see her. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself, and you're probably like wondering, I don't know what this is about, or I am intrigued because Zan has finally lost his fucking mind. I don't know. But, let's get on with it. So, this manga takes place in the far distant year of 2020 in Tokyo, or as it's now known as Shinto Tecto, the new eastern imperial capital. Tokyo has been changed. It's now the capital of... Japan, and it's now being run by a corporation, the MBI Corporation, who is this huge conglomerate that's running everything, and they they're they're into every single thing possible, and they're pretty fucking big. And the only thing we really know about the company is that their CEO is completely batshit crazy. I mean, he's talking on the TV all the time, and you're constantly seeing him, and he's wearing a cape. I mean, don't get me wrong, capes are awesome. I mean. Uh, President Taiga from Galgaigar, he wears a fucking cape, but he's amazing. But this guy, 
You wonder if he's a little, what the hell, because he's already a little enigma because he has a little pinch in his glasses and he has a cape and white hair, but whatever. We'll go with it. And he's running the, the city and the country, and for weird reasons, he's now pleased. He's like, yes, the time has begun for my plan to come into fruition. So we're pretty sure this guy's either megalomaniac or he's created a doomsday device. We don't know yet. And then the story actually starts. It's about this guy named Minato Sahashi. And he is our generic main character. And you're probably wondering, why am I saying generic? Because, one, he's 19 years old. He's single. He doesn't live with his parents, because his parents, his daddy doesn't know who the hell he is, and his mom lives in a mysterious land, and his sister lives with his mom. And he's a ronin. Yes, he's another failure student, and this is just like Kentaro Rameshi from Love Hina. This is the second time he's failed. It opens up right when he's in Tokyo University, whatever school he's at, looking at the board. His number isn't there, and he has failed miserably. So, he calls his mom, says, Mom, I failed again. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll try and figure out and see if I can afford something, and I'll call you back in a week. And we'll see what I'm going to do. And as he's walking away, suddenly he sees a body flying towards him. Someone crashes into him, and he looks up, and he sees panties! There is a girl in a short shrine main outfit on top of him, who's very cute, being attacked by two girls who look like they're from an S&M fetish magazine. And also, they're throwing lightning. So, he does the smart thing, grabs this girl who's kind of injured, and runs the fuck away with her. While these two girls are trying to fight him until they're stopped by this mysterious figure, who looks kind of badass in a very mouse-ish sort of way. He's wearing a long trench coat. He's got his face covered with a mask and, I mean, the, the bottom half of his face. So you see his eyes, but you don't see the bottom half of his face and nose. And he kind of stops them and they kind of lay back. So, Minato runs off and this girl wakes up and he helps her out. They start talking and she says her name is Musubi. And Musubi, she is, says she's a Sekirei and she doesn't know why they were bothering her, but she's just trying to find her Asikabe. Now, you're probably wondering, what the fuck is an Asakabe? Well, according to her, that's the person you live for. It's your other half. It's the person who's the most important person possible in your entire life, and you'll do anything for, and they'll make a Sekirei, which she is super strong. And as she's there talking to her, she starts to get a little hot and heavy. And this is weird, because most series, the girl would have punched him out by now, but she gets hot and heavy, and she kisses him. And obviously, like, with... Ayori Aoshi, as would love Hina, he's her destined, um, Asakabe, her, we'll say her future husband to be, and as he kisses her, wings appear out of her back, and she gets superpowers. And that's what this is about. No. As she gets superpowers, like, oh, my Asakabe found you at last, we'll be together, and you'll help me out. He's like, what the hell's going on? Suddenly his phone rings, picks up his phone, flips it open, and his phone, which is not a video phone, Shows a guy looking at him and says, Hey, Renato, how you doing? Congratulations, you just entered the Sekirei program. He's like, what the hell? Who the hell are you? He's like, seriously, you don't know who I am? I mean, I'm on TV screens and I'm everywhere. I guess that's the case for a second-year Ronin. I don't know. He's like, how the fuck do you know who the hell I am? But who are you? Then he realizes, the guy he's yelling at who looks like a complete whack job is the CEO of MBI, who's there to explain to him the situation. There's a bunch of these Sekireis that have been released out in the world or within the city of Tokyo. 
and they're all looking for their Asakabe. And eventually, once all of them have found Asakabe, they're going to fight each other and fight and fight and fight. And once the last one wins, he, he or she will ascend into heaven for power untold and re- riches and rewards unimaginable. And he's like, okay, so she's going to fight people, and then, okay, this is stupid. He's like, oh, before I forget, if you tell anybody, because this is a secret on the down low, or if you try to leave the city, uh, my guards and prisoners will take offense to this, and you'll be, well, we'll leave it at that. You'll be punished severely. So, Mina's now stuck in the city with this girl who's very naive, but she's really, really fucking strong, and... That's the hijinks. He's taking care of this girl and dealing with the situation. And the president, Hiroto Minaka, completely batshit insane. Also the coolest character ever. I don't know why he's like so evil and maniacal. I'm like, I love this guy. I want to be this guy. But he is just this organizer of this giant plan to meet a bunch of people. And Mitsubi moves in and it's them hijinks ensuing of the genericness. You know, they're together... She's trying to learn about the real world. Her sister shows up and realizes, oh, look, my big brother's living with a girl. Mom's going to be so mad. <laughs> and then, you know, she lends him some clothes. Then you find out that Mitsube was given a credit card. Now, this is the coolest part about it. This is to give her funds so she could buy food and whatnot. And it's a credit card with no limit. Now, I don't know if any of you understand the premise of a, of a no-limit card. A no-limit card means you could buy virtually anything. You'll be fine. I don't know when what the payment premium is but that's fucking crazy i mean you could buy the taj mahal and be like yep done sold so that's pretty badass and assumingly there's 108 of these secondary rounds so 108 of these black cards damn that's a lot of shit you could buy with those a lot of shit but we digress further so it's them and then eventually end of the first volume i mean not um Misubi are kicked out of their apartment because it's a male dorm and obviously they have to run away and they end up landing in this place which assumingly has other Sekirais. We're not entirely sure at the end of the volume but they're going to move into this new place with a bunch of other people and it's a new dorm and life will be good and we'll see where it goes. But overall, the first volume is pretty... It's... It's generic as all fucking hell. Not gonna lie, it is beat by beat. You could tell exactly where this is going. Here's where we introduce the sister character. Here's where he did this. This is stolen from Oh My Goddess. This is a variation of the Love Hina situation. This is from Mayori Yoshi. This is from some other harem series. You just see all these harem series that are mixed together and blended into this series. Now, I'll give you three things which are unique about it. One, the fighting aspect seems pretty cool. I mean, you give them super strength, you give them all abilities. The winging ability is actually very cool. Each one has their own little set ability, and then you have someone who's like their trainer. It's kind of like Pokemon mixed with the Harem series. I like that. Also, I love, like I said, I love Minaka because he's completely evil and he's completely brilliant. And he's an antagonist, but he's not. So that's pretty cool. And the final thing, the thing which really I'm, I like, the art's... Decent. It's not shitty. I mean, it's fan service central. I mean, lots of boobs and tits and ass and, uh, you know, Musubi with her boobs hanging out or her wearing tight clothes or her wearing a schoolgirl outfit or this or that or some of the other characters dressed very sluttily, but it's not bad. It's very seniny, so it's a little more grounded in reality, just a little bit, but not too much. There's still the craziness, you know, the 
places getting destroyed, the chibi forms, all that's still there. And supposedly, it gets further on when you get the rest of the harem to show up. But, it's not bad. It's not great, it's not bad. It's meh. And the plot is, like I said, it's beat for beat. Characters are, you know, Minato is essentially just generic character number 15. Beep, beep, oh, he's really smart, but he's kind of shy, and when he gets shy, he fucks up. And then, you know, Misubi is a typical, I'm super beautiful, but I'm an idiot. And then the two twins who are attacking uh, Hikari and Hibiki, well, they're, they look like, honestly, like, um, Lust from Full Metal Alchemist. Or Envy, actually. They look like Envy from Full Metal Alchemist, so it's kind of weird. And, I don't know. Honestly, out of our five-point rating, I gotta give Sakirei, Give Me Crazy Aunt Muriel, okay, but forgettable. It's decent. It's not great. Not bad. It's forgettable, and the fact that I can see why they didn't pick it up, even though the boobs are amazing, and now, honestly, they are great, but... Boobs can only take you so far, even though I'd love them to take you longer. It'd be so much better. It's not the case. The boobs don't hold it up. The story doesn't hold up, and me not... God bless him. He is awesome, but sorry. You bring it up just enough. Not going to get any further than this. Sorry. Hmm. So I guess that's all I can really say about this. Except, well, it's it's a manga. It's decent. Check it out if you can. If you're looking for it, Jolly Rogers and Open Waters Ahoy. You're not going to find it in the States. The anime series is ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. It's fan service to the nth degree. So, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparker.com. You can email me at zansparker.com, Facebook, Twitter, all the information in our show notes. And let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Kiss Frenzy, Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on our news for spin. That one that only the Wheel of Manga whenever never lands, and that's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga View, episode 173. So let's spin and see what we're reviewing in the next episode. Number one! Damn, I can't believe it's number one. It's been a while since that. So, in the next episode of the Spark and Manga View, I'm reviewing a series called Momo! What is Momo about? It's about personification of Earth, so it should be crazy. I don't know, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, guess that's it for this episode of Spike and Mario. Remember, if you like this, email us. Email me at Sparkertown, leave us a comment, download more, and tell your friends about how awesome our podcast is. Thank you for everything you've done for us, and... I honestly hope you guys enjoy. Catch you next time, and uh, remember, this is Zan, I'm gone soon. See you.
時」